You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you and we thank you that uh, every single morning when we come before your presence, you are there. For you have promised where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of us. So, Lord, we praise you and we thank you that you did not just show up. We praise you and we thank you that the, you gave us the Holy Spirit. You give us an experience that we have not had experienced before. And Lord, thank you so much for increasing our desire, for increasing our longing to be drawn closer to you. Dear Father, I pray that as we start this, uh, this devotional, may our eyes be fixed only upon Jesus. May we forget all the things that have bothered us yesterday or even this morning. And may we give you this time, may we give you this hour, may our full attention only be for you. And dear Father, I pray, please hide me behind your cross that I may not be seen nor be heard. And even the desire to be seen or to be heard, Lord, please take them away. Let you and you alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything. Thank you for giving us everything. Most especially, thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, we pray. In the loving and precious name of your son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. From Desire of Ages, page 83, paragraph 4, it says, It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. Amen? I believe you have heard this, this quote before. And you have read this, and some of you memorized it. And it says here, As we thus dwell upon His great sacrifice for us, our confidence in Him will be more constant. Our love will be quickened, and, as we, shall, and we shall be more deeply imbued by His Spirit. Friends, such a beautiful, beautiful thought. The reason most of the time that we do not have that love, that we do not have that desire, is because we do not fix our eyes upon Him. We do not contemplate upon Him. And friends, we, we are what we look like. What did I say? Now we are what we look at. There you go. Now my English is coming together. We are who we behold. We become what we behold. And friends, when we look at Jesus, that... That is as simple as ABC. When we look at Jesus, friends, we become like Him. When we look at Jesus, our love for Him grows. When we look, when we look at Jesus, Jesus' joy becomes your joy. Can you say amen? Goodbye, Sadventist. Hello, Gladventist. Amen? And what's amazing thing, my dear friends, is that Jesus knows, Jesus knew, that we will be going through difficulties. We will be going through storms. And that's why before he left his disciples, he gave them the final charge, some final message. So this morning, I'll give you this, this message that Jesus gave to his disciples because I know for a fact that that message is very, very much relevant to us right now. So friends, this is part one. Part two will be tomorrow. So do not miss out tomorrow. The topic 
that I'm going to share with you, I, I, I begin to, I begin to, uh, to appreciate this when, when we had, uh, a shoot with, uh, with my friends here from Jesus for Asia. We had a glimpses of Jesus, a project last March. And yes, pray for that project because their desire is to, is to introduce Jesus to the non-Christians. So this will be translated to other other uh, dialects, especially in the Southeast Asia and India, so only by the grace of God. So the more I study this, this topic, friends, my heart just grows out, and, and somehow my heart is crying for more. And l- listen to this, friends. John 14, 1 to 3. You know that verse. You know that verse. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Friends, let's stop there. When I think about that verse before, all I could think about is mansions. <laughs> all I could think about is those material things. Because you know what? When you are living in, in a place where, where your house is not that beautiful, you would really long for something beautiful, huh? Oh, I don't have to describe to you our house. But uh, I was really lo- longing for that mansion. But friends, this message here, when you look at the whole story, especially the closing scenes, of Jesus' story, this is one important message that he desires to give to his disciples. He tells them, let not your heart be troubled, because Jesus knew for a fact that they will be troubled. They knew for a fact that his disciples will face the strongest storms in their lives. So Jesus' message for them is, let not your heart be troubled. And 14, verse 14, still in John if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Friends, I'd like to encourage you to study more on this. Again, I'll say this is not a deep Bible study because this is just a very short time that, uh, that we are given right now. I love this quote from, from Desire of Ages. Desire of Ages, by the way, this, this devotional is found in Desire of Ages entitled, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Friends, it says here, Desire of Ages 667, paragraph 3, it says, As yet the disciples were unacquainted with the Savior's unlimited resources and power. They were hanging out with Him for three and a half years, and they are unacquainted of the power of the one who's walking with them. Isn't that crazy? They are not somehow aware of what Jesus is capable of doing, of who He really is. Friends, it says here, Until now you have asked nothing in my name, verse 24, 16, verse 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. That your what? Joy may be full. And he explained that the secret of their success would be in asking for strength and grace in his name. Wow. The secret of your success would be in asking. Isn't that hard? Wow, friends. The secret of your success is in asking. And this is one thing that I realize. Most of the time, we don't experience the success because we do not ask. We just go and go and go, and we do not ask. You hear this? Most of the time, we keep on doing, but not bending. And that's why there's not much success. Success happens, a very, very simple, simple instruction here. The secret of their success would be in asking for strength 
and grace in His name. There should be more asking in God's church. Can you say amen to this? There should be more asking in the ministry. If we do not ask for direction, then we will not know where we're going. Friends, He would be present before, He would be present before the Father to make the request for them. But most of the time we're thinking, oh, I'm not worthy to ask. I'm not worthy. I know that I have still things that I need to correct in my life. I know that I'm not the righteous man or woman that God has been wanting me to be. So we don't give that request. I love this, this quote here. It says, Christ bade his disciples to pray. In Christ's name, his followers are to stand before God. And through the value of sacrifice made for them, they are of value in the Lord's sight. You've heard this before, but I want you to dwell on this. But the value that was made for them, they are of value in the Lord's sight. Friends, you know what's your worth? You're worth the life of the Son of God. And friends, especially in the generation right now, our young people, my heart really goes out to them. The value, their worth, sometimes is based on the likes on their posts on Facebook. The pictures. And it's not just the young people, even the adults right now are going into this, this bandwagon. And friends, sometimes our values are, are placed upon us by how the people that we look at, who look, look at and look up to, somehow looked at us when we were growing up. But friends, your value should be based on how the Lord sees you. Can you say amen to that, friends? And this one just blew my mind. He does not see in them when we stand before God. He does not see in them the vileness of the sinner. He recognizes in them the likeness of his son in whom they believe. Wow. Such an amazing thought. Huh? That when you stand before him begging and thinking that you're not worthy like that publican, bowing before him, what he sees is not the publican. What he sees is not Randy. What he sees is not Gabe. What he sees is not Melody. Is not Richard. What he sees is Jesus. What he sees is his son. Wow, friends. And if you are not more convinced, if you are not still convinced, I mean, listen to this, to this parable. You know the parable of the pearl of great price. Remember the pearl of great price is somehow associated to, to what? To heaven. But there's a double significance of this parable. Listen to this. Christ left the world's unfallen, the society of, hell, of heavenly angels, of holy angels in the universe of heaven. He could not be satisfied while humanity was alienated from him. He could not be satisfied while you and I are alienated from him. The heavenly merchantman lays aside his royal robe and crown, Though the prince and commander of all heaven, he takes upon him the garb of humanity and takes and comes to a world that is marred and seared with a curse to seek for the one lost pearl. Friends, did you hear this? Jesus now is the merchant man. Who is the pearl? You. Me. I'm that little pearl. You are that pearl. Isn't this beautiful, friends? Jesus left everything to seek after that pearl. Friends, that is your worth. 
Listen, to seek for man fallen through disobedience, he finds his pearl buried in rubbish. Selfishness encrusts the human heart, and it is bound by the tyranny of Satan. But he lifts the soul out of its darkness to show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Friends, you are that pearl. You are the one that Jesus left everything for, stepped out of heaven for. So when Jesus is asking you, ask in my name, grab it. Listen to this. The Lord is disappointed when his people place a low estimate upon themselves. Wow. How can you put a low estimate upon yourself when Jesus left heaven for you? Young people, how can you how can you base your worth upon the approval of people in social media or even in person when Christ has left heaven for you? Friends, he desires his chosen heritage to value themselves according to the price that was placed upon them. God wanted them or else he would not have sent his son on such an expensive errand to redeem them. He has a use for them. He has a use for you. Can you say amen? Oh, friends. And I like this next line. He is well pleased when we make the very highest demands upon him that we may glorify his name. We may expect large things if we have faith in his promises. Friends, this is one thing that I realize. We don't go forward in his mission, in what he has called us to do. Because we don't really know our worth. We don't really know our God. We don't really know the capacity that God can do through us and to us and in us. Friends, and as a result, we ask for low quality of things. For cheap things. This is one thing that I realize, friends. In my walk with the Lord in this journey of faith, friends, I don't know what to ask. You know what's the best thing to do? Let him teach you what to ask. I, I told you, amen, help us, Lord. That should be our prayer. I told you about my, my visa testimony. I have not told you the rest. So friends, before going to the U.S. to attend Amazing Facts, remember I had that miraculous visa testimony. I was quite afraid because I'm thinking, oh Lord, how am I going to survive in the U.S.? This is my first time going to the U.S. And you know how much money I have in my pocket before flying out? Uh, before uh, A few days before flying out? How much? Oh, I'm poor, sister, but I'm not that poor. <laughs> Actually, it's practically nothing. I have one dollar in my pocket. One dollar, friends. That one dollar... It's nothing in the eyes of God, amen? Because he has all the resources of the world. But sometimes you're thinking, yes, you have all the resources, but it's not in my pocket. <laughs> so I was just like, my heart was pumping, thinking, how is this going to be possible? But my dear friends, with God, all things are possible. One by one, people just gave me something that I did not even ask. One person gave me $200. One person gave me 100 a uh, hundred dollars. One person gave me two boxes, two little boxes of Dove winter soap. I'm thinking, Lord, you're even concerned of my dry skin. This is one thing I realize, friends. We are not even aware that our God 
somehow sees our need before we even realized it. Friends, the Lord brought me to the U.S. I paid the tuition, and I have not paid the tuition fee. I just paid a little amount to somehow start. It's 4,500 tuition fee, and I gave the $125. I gave the $125 to, it's, it's like a, what do you call this? It's like an insurance to start the class. Friends, they gave me a, a three-month period to pay my debts. But God is good, friends. God is good at every step of the way the Lord has provided. And, and uh, I remember one time I'm thinking, oh Lord, how am I going to survive here? Because they told me that the budget for food, because food is not included in the tuition fee. The budget for food is like 120 to $140 per week. And I only have 110 left in my pocket. I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to survive? And the Lord reminded me, who provided your visa? Who gave you your ticket? Who gave you Dove winter soap? Most of the time, friends, we forget. We forget the faithfulness of, of what God has done to us in the past. And as a result, we forget the size of our God. We forget the character of our God. And we forget our worth in His presence. So friends, I move forward. And, and friends, God just provided everything. Like, Checks after checks were coming in. One person gave me $50. Another person gave me $200. One person gave me $500, anonymous donor. And I was thinking, Lord, you are amazing. But sometimes we still forget. Two weeks past my due date, I have not paid everything, and I have like $200. No, no not $200. A little over $2,000 balance. And my knees were shaking. And I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to do this? And again, I was having sleepless nights. But I learned my lesson. Remember, I did not have to wait for six or seven days. That particular night, I said to the Lord, Lord, please help me out. And I was, I, I somehow lose focus of Christ. That I even began to complain. Like, Lord, you brought me here and... And you're leaving me hanging? What did you even bring me here? Friends, God doesn't deserve that. But you know what? That comes out when we lose our eyes of Jesus. A focus on Jesus. When you just focus on the storm and we just focus on the problem. My dear friends, we forget that our God is a powerful God. So friends, the moment I began kneeling down. And I said, Lord, please help me out here. And the Lord reminded me. Jim, who had been taking care of you, taking care of you for the last three months and a half? And I said, Lord, I'm sorry, I forgot. It all, it's all you. The Lord somehow convicted me to lay it all on the altar. So I surrendered to him. Again, friends, I had peace. It's funny that we always have peace and then lose it, have it again and then lose it. Why? Because we don't constantly look at Jesus. So friends, the next day, when I reported to the school, the registrar came in and he asked me, Jem, can I talk to you in my office? And my heart was pounding. I'm thinking, what am I going to say? And I'm, I'm thinking, even if I, if I sell my soul here, it will not be worth 2000 So I was just praying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And this, and, and this very nice registrar sat me down and said, Jem, 
I think you know the reason why you're here. I said, mm-hmm. And she said, so you know you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me, Jem, I want to talk about this. She lifted up a piece of paper. And when she lifted up a piece of paper, all I could see is numbers. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, that's my statement of account. So I did not look at the statement of account. I don't have the answer. I don't have the money for that. So, friends, she said twice, Jem, I wanted to talk to you about this. Friends, I did not have the courage to look up. So she stood up from her chair and said, Jem, I want to talk to you about this. She placed the paper underneath me. And what I saw at the bottom right corner of that paper was the stamp fully paid. Zero balance. The moment I saw that, my dear friends, my whole body began to shake. Tears just flowed down. And when she saw me weeping, she picked me up and she hugged me. Now both of us are crying. You know me, I'm a very, very talkative person. I don't run, up, run out of words, but that is one of the few times that I ran out of words. Opened my mouth. All I could say, all I could pray was, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And friends, the moment I composed myself, she sat me down. She said, Jem, last night before I closed the office, I received a phone call. The phone call went like this. Can I, can I get Jem's entire balance? And this person issued a whole amount of check. Friends, remember that night, what was I doing? I was busy complaining to God. I was busy telling God, why did you put me here and leave me hanging? But friends, that night, God was busy answering my prayer. Don't we serve a faithful God, friends? We have nothing to fear for the future lest we forget. Our God, and this is one thing that I realize, friends, we don't have to look far. We don't have to look far to have courage to move forward if we do not forget who our God is. We do not have to look far. Friends, let us move on. It says here, before offering himself, remember, imagine yourselves right now with the disciples. Before Jesus leaves you. And imagine, put yourselves in Jesus' shoes as well. Before he left his disciples. Before offering himself as a sacrificial victim, Christ sought for the most essential and complete gift to bestow upon his followers. Did you see this, friends? Before he left his disciples, Jesus is not satisfied of giving them a less powerful gift. He sought for the most essential and most complete gift to leave to his disciples. A gift that would bring within their reach the boundless resources of grace. That is a weak amen. Friends, the boundless resources of his grace. You don't realize what that is? That is power unlimited. That is resources unlimited. That is joy unlimited that Christ has left for his disciples and has left for you. That's why Jesus told them, let not your heart be troubled. What I'm about to leave with you is something that would not even somehow occupy your mind. Could could even be conceived or imagined. Friends, this is what the Holy Spirit is all about. Listen, friends, the Holy Spirit is Christ's representative. 
by the Spirit, the Savior would be accessible to all. Did you hear this? By the Spirit, the Savior would be accessible to all. And this next line just really warms my heart. In this sense, Jesus, He would be nearer to them than if He had not ascended on high. Wow. Can we say wow all together? Friends, this is just mind-blowing. Jesus would be nearer to you than He was nearer with His disciples. Wow. And like, whoa. Friends, this is just great news here. Jesus is nearer to you and to me than when He was with His disciples. Oh, listen, friends. Jesus read the future of His disciples. He saw one brought to the scaffold, one to the cross, one to exile among the lonely rocks of the sea, others to persecution and death. He encouraged them with the promise that in every trial, He would be with them. That promise has lost none of its force. The promise that He gave to His disciples is a promise that He stands by you and by me. It has not lost its force in every trial. Jesus is with you. Oh, the Lord knows all about His faithful servants who for His sake are lying in prison or who are banished to lonely islands. He comforts them with His own presence. Wow. Isn't this mind-blowing, friends? That when, when, we see, when we see missionaries, martyrs who are standing up for God, they are not alone. He comforts them with His own presence. When for the truth's sake the believer stands at the bar of unrighteous tribunals, Christ stands by His side. All the reproaches that fall upon Him fall upon Christ. Christ is condemned over again in the person of His disciples. And I like this next line. When one is incarcerated in prison walls, Christ ravishes the heart with His love. He could see the romantic side of Christ here. When, when you will be incarcerated in prison walls, Christ ravishes you with His love. Wow. Friends, you could never escape from Christ. You could never escape from His love, especially when you're suffering for Him. He will ravish you with His love. And when one suffers death for His sake, Christ says, I have the keys of hell and death. Revelation 1 verse 18. Friends, how can we be afraid even if it costs us our lives? Because the one that who's with us, the one whom we are dying for, holds the keys of hell and death. We have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to be afraid of. And why are we holding back? You know why? Because we do not know the God that we serve. We do not know our worth in His sight. We do not know a lot of things because we do not fix our eyes upon Him. Listen, friends. The life that is sacrificed for me is preserved unto eternal glory. The life that is sacrificed for Him is preserved unto eternal glory. For that reason, 
Jesus told his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Because Jesus, Jesus saw the future. He saw the future that his disciples were lay their lives on the line for him. For that reason, Jesus told them, let not your heart be troubled. Your lives will be preserved unto eternal glory. Friends, should we fear death right now? No, never. Friends, why are we holding back for what God is asking us to do? The safest place in this world is in His will. The safest place in this world is not in Michigan. COVID still reached Michigan. Huh? It's not in the Philippines. We are in lockdown right now. It's not anywhere else. But it's in the presence of God. At the center of the hallow of His hand. At the center of His will. And I like this next line. Oh, friends. Oh, friends. Oh. At all times and in all places, in all sorrows and in all afflictions, when the outlook seems dark and the future perplexing and we feel helpless and alone, the comforter will be sent in answer to the prayer of faith. Circumstances may separate us from every earthly friend, but no circumstance, no distance can separate us from the heavenly comforter. Wow. Friends, this is such a beautiful, beautiful message that God has given us. You might be locked down. You might be quarantined. But friends, you will never be separated from the comforter, from the greatest gift, from the most essential and complete gift that Jesus has left for us. And I know most of you here, or some of you here, know somebody, or you have a loved, a loved ones who died during COVID, who died in the hospital, who died alone. My dear friends, this is one thing that I'd like to assure you. They did not die alone. They did not die alone. You may be separated from them, but nothing can separate them from the Holy Spirit, from the presence of Christ. Listen, friends, wherever you are, wherever you may go, He is always at our right hand to support, sustain, uphold, and cheer. Wow. Wherever we may be, His presence follows us to what? To support, to sustain, to uphold, and to cheer. There's no reason to be sad, friends. There's no reason to be afraid. Because the highest, the most essential, and the most complete gift will always follow you wherever you go. And my last quote before I I go into our time of prayer. He rejoiced. Jesus rejoiced. Oh, before that, I'd like to read a line before that, that quote. In describing to his disciples the office work of the Holy Spirit, Jesus sought to inspire them with the joy and hope that inspired his own heart. Wow. Friends, do you have a friend that you could not wait to introduce to your other friends? This is who the, the Holy Spirit is to Jesus. He could not wait to introduce them to his disciples. The one that have given him hope and inspired his heart, he could not wait for the disciples to meet, to receive. And I could see here, Christ was so excited for the disciples to meet the Holy Spirit. Christ is so excited for his church to receive his spirit. 
Can you say amen? Friends, he rejoiced because of the abundant help he had provided his church. The Holy Spirit was the highest of all gifts that he could solicit from his father for the exaltation of his people. The highest of all gifts. Jesus would not settle for not the highest. And he left us the Holy Spirit, his presence. And it says here, last line, the power of evil had been strengthening for centuries. And the submission of man to the satanic captivity was amazing. Sin could be resisted and overcome only through the mighty agency of the third person of the Godhead who would come with no modified energy but in the fullness of divine power. He will come with no modified no modified energy. Friends, there's no shock absorber. It's not reduced. It's not modified, but in the fullness of divine power. Friends, this is the theme of our conference right now. And this should be the focus of our attention. We have neglected to fix our eyes on this beautiful gift that God has given us. Now it is our time. It is our time to appreciate that gift, to seek after that gift, to be hungry for that gift. Because Christ is longing to show us what he can do to his people who submitted, who submissive, who yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit. So friends, as we come before God's presence this morning, let us come rejoicing. Let us come with the appreciation of this powerful gift that God has given us. Come, friends. And as we come close with one another, I'd like to encourage you to, to move closer. And the space that is in front of you, the empty space, will be the, the space of the, the person behind you. So leave them space. And for those of you who have difficulty kneeling down, just come closer and occupy the seats that are nearest to, to us. And let's open our hymnals and let's sing a hymn number 528, 528, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever may be tied, a shelter in the time of storm. Mighty rock in a weary land, cooling shade on the burning sand. Faithful guide for the pilgrim band, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, dear Father, Lord, we praise you and we thank you that no matter how strong the storm that will hit us, Lord, now we know that we have a stronger ally. And as we come before God's presence this morning, may our praises, may our thanksgiving be focused on this most essential, most complete gift that he has given us. It is our time, it is our turn to appreciate the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Dear Father, I'd like to begin this by thanking you, praising you for not settling to give us a lesser gift than the power of the Holy Spirit for that Lord we praise you. Amen. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, and fill me. Spirit of the living God, all afresh on Oh, dear Father, how much we need the anointing power of your Holy Spirit upon us to remind us, O oh Lord, of the things that we need to make right with you. And Lord, there had been a lot of times that we have grieved the Holy Spirit. So at this time, O oh Lord, we would like to, to come before your presence in this season of confession, asking for forgiveness for the things that we have done that are not in accordance to your sight. And Lord, I pray in a very special way that may you expose those things in our hearts that we may humbly come before your throne and lay it all at the foot of the cross. Dear Father, I'd like to begin this by asking you to forgive us as a church for being so comfortable, not work of working without the power of your Holy Spirit. Dear Father, please forgive us for not taking you at your word. Hover o'er me, Holy Spirit, bathe my trembling heart and bow. Fill me with thy hallowed presence. Come, O come, and fill me now. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus come and fill me now, fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, oh come and fill me now. Oh, dear Father, Lord, please teach us even how to ask, how to pray. As we go into our time of supplication right now, please, Lord, teach us how to ask for the Holy Spirit. We may begin our prayer. And dear Father, we pray that uh, may our asking will not stop here. May it will continue to grow. May our desperation desperation will continue to increase our hunger, our thirst, O oh Lord, for the outpouring of your Spirit. So the Lord, help us, guide us, and lead us. And friends, at this time, let us group ourselves into groups of twos or threes, and let us ask that the Lord will take us deeper, that the Lord will, will, will use us to be a vessel, that the 
our churches will be brought to their knees, our families will be a house of prayer, and our ministries will be ministries that will be leaning fully on the power of the Holy Spirit. So friends, let's turn to the person nearest us, group ourselves in twos or threes, and let us spend two minutes in this uh, short time of prayer. There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Holy Father, please help us not to be satisfied with just, with just a little drizzle. Lord, I pray that may we stay under the fountain of life. Dear God, I ask that may you continue to increase our desire, increase our desperation, increase our longing to be filled by your Spirit. And friends, in this last two minutes, let us come back again as a family and let us lift up our corporate thanksgiving to him of what God can do for a church that is fully yielded to him. Father, I'd like to begin this by thanking you, O Lord, that your light will shine here in Michigan. Lord, we praise and we thank you for the revival of true godliness that's about to happen. Thank you, Lord, for the prayers that will be lifted up in each and every church. And dear Father, I praise and I thank you for the hunger that you have given us. We believe it, dear Father, because you have promised it. Dear Lord, be with us as we sing this last song. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus come and fill me now. Fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, O God, and fill me now. You promise if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Lord, thank you so much for what you have promised you will fulfill. We love you, O Lord, and thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We pray all this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus. All your children say, Amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.